0: To me, it's not about and this might sound odd, but it it isn't necessarily about a problem as much as it's about today my own freedom. I'm free of it today. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to I don't have to have that run my life anymore.
1: Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast, where we focus on health and wellness and overcoming all types of addictions. You're in the right place if you're a mom, dad, sibling, or caregiver who has a loved one who is or was struggling with an eating disorder or any other kind of addiction. In a time where everything seems heavy, I'm here to bring you a very real, yet lighthearted take on what the heck we're all supposed to do with our lives while we care for our loved ones who are struggling. One thing holds true throughout it all. You can't juggle the chaos without smiling, at least a little bit. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host Moira Gorski and I'm so glad you are here today. I have a friend, a guest with me today, um, Kristen Crockett, who I've known for, hmm, I think about, I think about a year or so. And when I first met Kristen, it was in a networking environment and I asked for some time with her because she was a men- she was a mentor of this group, and she was the first person that I reached out to, and I still remember that conversation. and And she talks about being courageous, and you know, in life, in work, and all those wonderful things. And you know, I've watched her since then as she um, is a courageous businesswoman. As she will share her story today, I think you're going to see how she really embodies being courageous again with her life and um, how she helps other people, but really how she's really helped herself in her life being courageous. So Kristen Crockett, I'm so glad that you're here joining me today.
0: Oh, thank you, Moira, for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast and, and to be sitting across from you again. So I can yeah. remember that meeting. So that was mm-hmm. a great meeting. It was
1: a great meeting. And um, again, it's been great uh, as I've shared on this podcast again, just great meeting people along in my life and sometimes i I don't understand um, you know not in a bad way, but I'm not sure exactly the full purpose of me meeting people, but then as life goes on and again, as we've gotten closer and I've been able to hear your story, again, I'm honored to have you here today so that you can share your story with others and um, so that you can help you know help others because I, as I say all the time, as we, everyone has a story. And as we share those stories with others, um, we can help, you know, we can help them. And even if we can just help a couple of people feel like they're not alone in the journey of life and struggle, then I think we've done, you know, we've done our job.
0: I can't agree more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So again, you shared with me that you do um, you've had some struggles in the past um, struggles with addictions and um you have conquered those and overcome those and so i'd love as i ask other people just start with your story and with your struggles and again not all the down and dirty of it but just again what you learned or how it's you know how it came into your life and how you um just the ways that it that you've come through that
0: sure sure so you know the way it was in my family you know, was that drinking was fun. You know, it was a fun thing, you know, just like other people's family. And I, it was normal for you to have fun while drinking. I love to have fun. So if anybody ever listens to anything that I do, I'm like, I have fun in sales. I have fun doing this. I have fun doing that. I like to have fun. And that was a main way that I did have fun was through drinking. And As I got older, as I got older, I didn't metabolize it the same way. It was happening more often. And it was also, I was thinking about it a lot more. And I don't know if I can ever explain that to somebody. I'm like, it was like on my brain. I'm like, oh, when, you know, a lot of people could take it or leave it. They're like, oh, well, there's beer here at the, at the party. Let's go and have one. Well, I would know that and I would know whether I was drinking or not. And I would have an inventory in my mind. And that was something that was very strange. I'm like, why do I have an inventory? (laughs) How much is, is here? But I enjoyed it quite a bit. And as I got older, it became more of an escape. So when things would go wrong in my life, well, it's time to have some wine or it's time to wash this away. Let's go ahead and escape out of it. And I still never saw myself drinking more than other people. So if I were to compare myself to other people, it didn't really seem like I was drinking all that much more. But in my, in my journeys in sobriety, what I have found out, it doesn't really have anything to do with how much. It's, it's really in the why and in the, you know, like, why are you doing it? And can you stop doing it? And that was a thing that I couldn't do. That I really had to be honest with myself. I had a hard time quitting drinking and I wanted to, you know, uh, seven years ago, I hired my coach and I was on this weight loss journey. And for the most part, I really curved down and, and didn't have too much. I didn't have too much wine, didn't have too much alcohol, but I knew it. It was like a force that was always holding me down, if that makes any sense. So I would not drink for two, three weeks at a time. But then when I did, I was like, oh, it's time to really party, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it was like I had people holding, like, hold me back, you know? And it was something that I always wanted to do. So what happened was I started to plan out some really serious, you know, things in my life. My, My husband and I weren't doing so well. You know, I've been pretty vocal about that. Um, we've recently uh, finalized our divorce. Um, he's still my friend and we're amicable, but there was a point where I was just like, I don't see how this is this is gonna proceed forward. And you know I would I would escape by drinking. And my coach said to me at one point, he goes, "You know, we've been coaching a long time. And he goes, "Do you realize that you've quit? quite a few times. It's probably over a hundred times, which made sense because I I would drink usually once or twice, you know, once a week, once every other week, but it was big, you know, it was like a big event and then I'd have to recover from it. And when he said that over a hundred times part of it, that was like a huge wake up call to me because I was like over (laughs) a hundred times. Yeah, I'm going to quit. Yeah, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. You know, I'm gonna quit. And it was, I still didn't think that I had a problem, you know, but once I heard that number, that's when I knew that there was something wrong. And I got the help that I needed. I got the help that I needed. Um, It was that day, you know, that I entered into a program. And that day that I never looked back, I just never looked back. I'm like, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. And, you know, we learned that really any kind of addiction that you have is one day at a time. It takes constant vigilance and, you know, and it takes consciousness to make sure that you, to make sure that you keep moving in the, on the road to recovering. But that, that's really how my, my journey started.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, it's just, I think it's great the way that you talked about that because I think people listening, I mean, just some key things that you said. I mean, many of us um, have alcohol. Many of us drink. Many of us like to have fun. Um, But, you know, it's that, uh, you know, again, the fact that you said it's not about the amount. It's not about how big the party, how small the party. It's really that, like, why are you doing it? And I think with any addiction, again, why are you, why are you choosing this to escape, to numb it out, to um, just go someplace else? And um, I think that's the, you know, that awareness piece. Um, you know, I talk with other people uh, who I coach in wellness. Like, it's that awareness. Can we at least start to be aware of what's going on and the choices that you're making? And that's what you did. And then you realized that it was impacting, you know, impacting you, or again, you were making those choices for not the right reasons,
0: you know. No, and then I felt horrible about myself, you know, so then I would wake up after, oh, you can't sleep at all, you know, especially because my tolerance, because I was, I was drinking maybe, like I said, like once a week, once every other week, something like that. At that point, this was after, you know, this was the last seven years. Prior to that, probably three to four times a week, honestly. Um, And I just like to be really honest about it because a lot of people are like, that I see out there say, I don't have a problem or, and to me, it's not about, and this might sound odd, but it it isn't necessarily about a problem as much as it's about today, my own freedom. I'm free of it today. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to have that run my life anymore.
1: Right. And I've heard that from my daughter and others with eating disorders. I mean, you said it earlier, you, like when you went to a place, you kept an inventory of how much is there, or maybe you kept an inventory of how much I've drank, or when was the last time I drank? I mean, those type of things, again, it's that take up your mind and take up that mind space. That's what steals you from living your best life or to be free, like you said, to be free, to be all that you can be, and to be courageous moving forward—you know those kind of things. When it, when it takes up that headspace, and you just can't get away from it, like in a negative way, then um, you know, because we love to have positive thoughts in our head. But I think that's a key too that some people can think about. Like, well, yeah, I don't have a problem, but again, how is the, how are your thoughts perhaps running, running your life?
0: Yeah, and it was, and I remember like before an event. You know i'm like i am not drinking today we're going to go out to this event i am not drinking today and then i everybody would know at the place that i wasn't drinking you know i it was so much on my mind that i would i would share with them they're you know they're like hey would you would you like a drink you know and i'd be like oh uh, no, I'm not drinking today. <laughs> like everybody had a no too. <laughs> like, right, right. It was like it was like always a a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always a thing. Yeah. And so when I finally did decide to truly quit, you know, we talk about I talk about this a lot: the power of a decision. So when you really make a decision, there's no other way it can go, which is really great. As long as the decision moves you forward. <laughs>
1: right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That power to decide and yeah, make that. Mm-hmm. And it can be just like you said, that one day you decided, that's it. I'm going forward. And you made that decision. So, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Now you're a mom. Again, you're, you were obviously married. I mean, how, I like to talk about relationships a little bit on this podcast because I am mm-hmm. a mom with, you know, um, uh, a child who's struggling, and I know that I've had struggles in my past. And it—it's not just you struggling; it really has an impact on those around you. So, you know, how did this, or did it, you know, impact your relationship with your kids, your husband? You know, your other family members.
0: Well, nobody really understood, you know, but they were—they were supportive in the way that they were just like, "Well, whatever you're doing, you're doing." Yeah, but nobody really understood. And so I really had to, to do this for me. You know, this was something that I did for me. If I listened to the people around me, they're like, well, I think I drink more than you. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. again, people have this idea that it's how much you drink. And that really isn't the case necessarily. And my kids, my kids, they just knew that i wasn't you know so i did have conversations with them to let them know where i was going if you continue to be vigilant about it and you continue to do you know the work and and physically go someplace like for me i had to physically go someplace every day and then as i started to get stronger and stronger in my sobriety it was such a joy to go and it was a habit Mm-hmm. and so, and I've, I've met some beautiful, beautiful people along the way. And I can't even, I can't even express how beautiful the people I, that I've had the honor of meeting and getting to know. And
1: as you've gone through your sobriety and recovery and all that.
0: Oh yeah. I'm like, man, why did I ever do that? <laughs> this yeah. is so much better, but it, it, you know, it does take that. So I, I was always really honest with my kids about mm-hmm. where I was going and what I was doing. And, um, And they they just are like okay we'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: I mean I think you know kids uh, depending on their age. I mean sometimes they just don't. They're like okay whatever mom wants to do whatever dad wants to do. And sometimes they don't understand you know really what's going on to the full ex- extent. But certainly honesty is great. I've done that you know even with my you know my own kids. Even when I started to talk about my own eating disorder and one of my kids said well we never knew you had one. I'm like, well, you know, it was a long time ago. And um, I feel like I've come, I know I've come a long way from there. And I don't really feel like there was a purpose in me sharing that. But then as I started to see some of my friends kids struggle around me I was, and, I, and I, and my niece and it broke my heart. And I felt like, you know what, I'm going to be honest and share my story because I know where you've been, or I know where you are. I felt that before. And I know that there's freedom on the other side. So I started to share my story so that I could help someone else. And so I just, I love the fact that again, you've been honest with them and probably kept a space for them to ask a question or to be curious about like, what's going on, you know,
0: Hey, exactly, what's going on, mom,
1: you know.
0: Exactly. And I think that what I've learned is that to live in hyper honesty. I call it hyper honesty because you know, when you live in hyper honesty, <laughs> you don't have to hide from anything.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: have to hide. And it takes constant vigilance to live in that kind of an honest place. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm coming out about my story. You know, there's been, you know, people, people that have come up to be, oh, you're so perfect. Look at you. You know, I'm like, oh, honey, no, (laughs)
1: not so much. None of us are. Yeah, Yeah. I'm
0: like, like, no, no. And yes, because there's nothing for me to be ashamed of. This was part of my journey. It was my biggest learning experience. And you can't, you can't navigate through life if you never have, you know, parts that you can't tolerate. I mean if you never had a part of life that you couldn't tolerate how would you know when you found something really wonderful you wouldn't know
1: right someone said at a event that I was at a couple of weeks ago you know he said you know your life if you think about your life as a movie i mean if it was all you know it's just kind of like the same and perfect like no one would watch it you know it's no it's not that you know that's not that great right we want to have the ups and downs so that and i love what you said that you can really Understand when you get something of get to a place of significance, it's like wow, you really know that you've that this is this is a place that I want to stay, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. Again, honesty is just so important with anybody, and especially our kids, because um, they watch everything going on. And uh, you know, I love that again. You've been honest with them and just given them a place to to watch you make the right choices because we certainly are great examples to our kids in the goods and the good and the bad choices that we make.
0: It, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And to own it, you know, so then when I do make bad choices, or I, I make, I don't even know if it's bad, right? You know, when I make the choices that I don't want for them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then just to make sure I address it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Sure
1: Yeah. And someone, uh, too, I was talking with last night, we were talking about the difference between shame and guilt, you know, and just, um, I don't know if this really, if it pertains, but, you know, again, as many can say, well, I'm just so ashamed of my past or things like that. But shame is like, you know, I'm a bad person. But really what you're saying is that you made some, we want to say that we made, you made some bad choices. And so now you've decided to make some different choices that are better choices for your life. So it's not that you, anybody should be ashamed of their story or of their life. It's just like, you know what, it, the, you have a chance to make some different choices. So your life will look different for you.
0: Right. And I believe that there are no accidents in life. You know, mm-hmm. we're always in the, we're in the place that we're supposed to be. You know, there, there are no accidents. So I made the choices that I made because I'm navigating through my life. And when I look at something like shame, shame to me is, is suffering. You know, I'm choosing to suffer because of something that I can't even change now. You know, if it's in the past, there's nothing that I can do about something in the past. I can learn from it, you know, and I can create new today right now, but there's nothing I can do about the past. So when I feel something like shame, you know, about where I've been or that I needed help to quit, you know, to quit drinking alcohol, you know, or I feel weak or something like that or something like that comes into my mind, I remember that it, it really is a gift. You know, it really is a gift. Everything that I've gone through is a gift mm-hmm. because it's led me to where I'm at right now. All and right. now I get to share my story here with you today and who knows, maybe, maybe there's somebody that gets inspired to start their own journey of sobriety. You know, I had, um, I did a post about, I don't know, oh, am I on my sobriety date, which was October 11th, 2018. And I did a post that was the first time I ever really talked about it. Um, you know, in a social, in a social manner, you know, just I'm like, you know what, I don't want to hide this anymore. I'm just going to share about it in the, in the hopes that maybe it'll help somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really all I wanted to do. And one of the, I had several women contact me. And one of the women that contacted me, she's like, today's my sobriety date too.
1: That's awesome.
0: And I'm like, "If, if, if that's what happened, because, I mean, I got... Probably 300 congratulations and you know great job and those were all really really beautiful things you know I mean don't get me wrong but that's not why I did that post you know I I did that post because I wanted to inspire somebody to take on their own journey or maybe just look at their own relationship with alcohol and go is this is this healthy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is it healthy or not as if it's not healthy. then maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Right.
1: Yeah. I remember that just reminds me of um, when my husband and I took our daughter to her first residential treatment facility. And it was in um, Indiana, several hours away from where we live. And, um, you know, dropped her off and headed home. And it was just, you know, arguably one of the most difficult days of our lives as, uh, you know, parents. And I just heard on the way home as I was driving and just like you got to start talking about this, and I came home and and I my husband went outside and started to do some yard work, and I sat down and I just made a post and I asked for for prayers and you know again I shared that this this is was was happening and it was a difficult time um, in our life as parents and we prayed for you know healing and health for our daughter and just put the phone down and you know just sat and cried for a little bit. And I picked it up later, and it was like, I like to say, it's like the Jerry Lewis telethon, like all of these comments coming in. And again, part of it is you're like, you do it so that, you you know, those comments felt good when someone said, "I I see you and all that. But I had so many people reach out in a private way. And I continue to this day saying, you know what, thank you for sharing that. This is my story. This is what my, and I'm so glad you shared because I don't feel like I'm alone you know, and I never knew that and I understand and all of that. And so it's just, it's so powerful that again, it's nice to have someone say congratulations or I feel for you and I'll be praying for you, but it's like, yeah, but we want those to come out of the woodwork to say, okay, thank you for being so brave or being courageous. I'm going to make this decision today or thank you for being brave. I'm going to start sharing my story because I, I see your, your courage and your bravery and I'm going to, and you inspired me to do that myself. So
0: oh, that's great. That's yeah. great.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah I, I, I think that's part of that truth thing. And that honesty thing, if you live in your truth and your honesty in that hyper state of like, you know, there's a lot of people out in the world that could judge me for my sobriety journey. They could judge me and they could go, you know what, you know, I'm a coach, you know, so they could go, I don't want to coach with her. She's not perfect. And I, and to them, I would congratulate and I would say, you're right. I am not the right coach for you because we tend as coaches to work with people who in some way are who we are, you know, mm-hmm. in some way, you know, I had to get to the point where I'm like, you know what? It's none of my business what other people think of me. This is my truth and I'm going to stand in the power of that. And to me, that's courage. Courage is just standing in your truth and owning your space, you know, owning your freedom of full self-expression. And this to me was a big part of my journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, this almost wrecked my career. I, I could not coach people when there were times where I needed to escape. And I was saying things like, hey, let's come and live your extraordinary life. You know, except on Saturday nights when you really need to escape it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, just, it wasn't a line. Mm-hmm. It, it was completely out of integrity. And I my coaching was, was not where it could be because of that. Because of that. I mean, it, it was very good. And I have the hugest heart. And back in those days, it was, you know, I mean, I was still doing very well. But my coach knew. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't coach and escape you know you you can't coach and escape and that was also a very big part of my journey Mm -hmm. because I was like this is the one thing that I love to do more than anything this is why I'm here this is why I'm breathing and if I can't coach people and this is why I'm breathing and I can't do it in integrity and I can't feel good about it I got to do something right now
1: Mm -hmm. that's what I did Yeah. And again, in my journey of in wellness and coaching other people, it's like, I, you know, I don't have to be perfect, but I need to be a living example of what it's like to make healthy choices and to show up each day and choose that. And, you know, I think that's, again, so important for any of us who are working to help others. We've got to be that living example and not perfect, you know, we can be farther, we're farther along on the path, right? And we continue to learn for ourselves. And we're just putting our hand back to say, here, come on, I can help you. I've been through that, right? I'm living that today. I've been through a journey of not sure if I can show up and being truthful and honest and, and being all that I can be. But I work on that each day, and I've gotten better. So here, I'm going to help you. So again, we don't know perfection there, but we've right. got to be that living example, you know, for them.
0: Exactly. And there was nothing more that made me feel more in integrity and powerful as a coach was looking at the truth about myself in that area and then doing something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What mm-hmm. do you feel like has helped you the, the most with, um, with, you know, again, staying sober or during that journey, what do you feel like's helped you the most? If it's going someplace, or reading something, or listening to something, what do you feel like's helped the most?
0: You know, the thing that has helped me the most, honestly, is developing a relationship with with God. That has helped me the most. Um, one of the th- And, and a God of my own, you know, somebody I resonate with, you know, not, I'm not a religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person. And to me, to me, I was trying to control too many things I had no control over in my life. And one of the things that I had some help, uh, quite a bit of help with was you can't control people, places, and things. So I had to learn how to release people. You know, I had to learn how to to not have my own happiness tied to what other people would do because I had no control over that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I I say today is I'm going to let God have it. it's not mine. It's not mine. If it's somebody else, it's not mine. And that could be, you know, it sounds like, oh, of course it's not. But when you really start to become aware of that, You start to realize where you start, where you try to control other people. You know, even our kids, you know, my kids are 13 years old. They're becoming people. I mean, they are people. (laughs) Adults, you know, and I can't, I can't control what they think. I can't, you know, my job is to keep them safe, keep them clothed, you know, have give them shelter. Um, I won't be there for them for emotional support, all those things but I can't control what they think, you know? So there's, you know, so even our kids, we try to control them and we try to control them and we can't. And so I've learned how to give things over to God and to trust. And that's been the biggest part of the journey that I practice every single day. I journal about it. Where am I not trusting? Who am I trying to control today? (laughs) you know and when you when you're in sales and you've been in sales for over 20 years you know part of what we're doing is we are you know sharing you know a product or service and there's an intended outcome for that yeah you know, so it's like to to know that you have to show the value and be able to be fully self-expressed in your world and then it's up to people to decide whether they want to come along with you or not
1: yeah I love that. I mean, who are, who am I not trusting? Who am I trying to control? And right. um, yeah. And leaving it. And again, I say this all the time we educate and then we leave the choices up to, you know, up to them. Like this is, I want to share this with you and then, you know, you make the choice of what you're going to do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's so critical to have them sh- To choose and then not make them, you know, one of the things that I've learned too, especially entering into the dating world, for example, (laughs) (laughs) Oh you know, is to release. I'm like, you know, just to release. I'm Mm -hmm. like, the people that are meant to be with me, you know, you know, the, the person that's meant to be with me is going to be with me. All the other people, you know, this is, you know, it's, I'm not going to convince anybody, right. You know, right. either they're with me or they're not. And, and I have to give that up to God. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's been a really great journey. And it's like, it goes so many ways. And then, you know, you look at your kids, <laughs> you're trying to control your kids, right? Where are you trying to control, you know, my clients? I have to watch that too. I mean, I just
1: completely resonate with everything you said. Again, I've learned through my journey of, watching my daughter struggle and um, my other kids have, you know, issues of life and growing up and things that I learned again about being codependent. And then I looked at my business. I'm like, oh, where am I doing that with my, with my teammates or those that I'm inviting into this wellness journey? How how have, you know, and so you learn things in your parenting that you can then um, apply to your business life and vice versa. It's really, you know, it's really pretty interesting. Um, It is. It is. I mean, you talk about, again, you obviously are a coach. You've said that many times. So you just tell us what kind of coach you are or the people that the people that you, um, who, what you're helping. And, um, I think they can see by, or just hear by listening to what you said is, um, how you help people again, be courageous in life, but tell us a little bit about your coaching business.
0: Sure. Sure. So my company is courageous destiny. And what I love to do is coach people to, you know, a giant leap forward in life in an area of life of their choosing. I work with a lot of people in sales. You know, sales is a big part of where I work because I have so much experience in it. And a lot of people need, you know, what they want in life is a completely different income. You know, so that's a natural area that I work with a lot of people on. Um, I have a book, Courageous Destiny that I'm writing. Courageous Destiny, 111 Secrets to Limitless Leadership, Power, and Sales. So I'm taking all the things that I learned throughout the years and I'm compiling it into a book to help people with sales. And then I also, I help people lose, I've helped people lose over 100 pounds. I help people with self-love. I help people get sober. You know, I've helped people find the next loves of their lives which has been interesting because we didn't even set out to do that. And that happened, (laughs) you know, but the work that I do is all about, you know, treating yourself so impeccably and being so kind to yourself and falling so deeply in love with yourself that you have no choice, but to design your life exactly how you want it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I know you've done all of those things. You've lost (laughs) lost weight. You've come to a point of loving yourself more and, um, showing up and being courageous and things like that. So like we said before, you know, you've, you are a beautiful example of that. And I love that you are inviting others into that space and helping them along their, their journey. Yeah. 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 And you are just starting a podcast yourself, right?
0: I am. I am. It's the Courageous Destiny podcast and, you know, creating your own rules of empowerment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It took me a minute. I'm like,
0: what is the name? Yes, I yeah. remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. Is, is isn't, uh, you know, launching a podcast. Uh, somebody, as Matt Broming t- uh, told me when I was uh, starting to work with him to uh, develop this. He said, it's like birthing a baby. You know, you do all of this work and think and, you know, process. And how do I want the message to come out? What do I want the name to be? What do I, you know, it's kind of like, ah, you do all of this. And um, it's tough work, but it's just awesome. And I'm really proud of you that you have decided to step into the podcasting space too. I think that's, again, it's a wonderful way to um, get our stories out there, get our message out there too.
0: Yes. And I'm interviewing so many courageous people, you Mm -hmm. know, people who have courageous stories. And then I think what's really cool is that, you know, a lot of people don't do things because of fear. Mm -hmm. And they just let it stop them. So they don't even think to push the envelope. And Mm -hmm. so I want to bring real world examples, you know, so that people can see the steps that they took. Cause then when you see the steps, you're like, well, I can do the steps. Right. Right. It feels so big. Like the, the result feels so big, but if you look at the steps, they're not that bad.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. As we finish up our time today. Um, You know, what would you like to leave the, listeners with? I mean, you've shared so many great, great nuggets, and we could probably just stop it at this, but I always give people a chance to just kind of like your final words for the people that are listening.
0: No matter where you're at in life, no matter where you're at, and no matter how stuck you feel or not, you know, you can do it. That's what I like to leave people with. You can do it. There are steps that you can take that once you just start taking the steps you're going to infuse yourself with a lot of joy and fulfillment just in the journey of it. You don't have to arrive at any place to to feel like, you know, to be happy. You don't have to wait. You know, you can start designing your life one step at a time. And whether that's a sobriety journey, a journey to make more money, to increase your business, whatever it is, just in the steps is what will help you really create that joy and fulfillment yeah that's great that's great that's
1: great i'm so i'm so glad that we had this conversation today and uh just thrilled that you are here and um as you look in the show notes everyone um you know i'll put how they can find you Kristen, because i'm sure there's going to be people that want to reach out to you and um, even if it's just saying thanks or you know what here i'd like you to help me along my journey so again i'm so thankful that you shared with me today um Again, honored for that, and uh, again, thankful for all those that come back and listen. Uh, please do continue to share these podcasts, um, subscribe so that you can you get notice about when we have another wonderful um, guest on or another episode out. And um, again, I think Krista and I are both here to say, go and live your best life. Be courageous. Be brave. Just go and do it, and don't feel like. It has to be perfect, but just maybe today, just say, you know what, I'm just going to take one step forward into my life of recovery, my life of a better, you know, a better future. And uh, we're here cheering you on and um, we know that you can do it. So again, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review, share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button. So you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook. So head over there and search for juggling the chaos of recovery podcast tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share a story of recovery and hope, please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded collaborative and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk, and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.